This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1662, Five Steps to Overcome Your Inner Resistance with Wally Bressler. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American host, Lindsay McMahon, and today's featured guest coming to you from Denver, Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. How can you get on the right track to living your dream life and having the career you want? You must first work through what's holding you back. In today's episode, I interview Wally Bressler, who will show us how to work through our hidden identities for more success in business and life. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get confident. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Welcome, Wally, to the show. How are you today? Hey, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm excited to have you here. Guys, today we have a guest on the show. We have Wally Bressler from Phone Sales Secrets. And what Wally does is that he helps people overcome reluctance, self-sabotage, and procrastination to become unstoppable. And I know, Wally, you work with people a lot in the business world, the entrepreneurial world. And I think this really applies to our listeners today, learning another language and doing business on the phone in English. Welcome. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate the opportunity to be here today. And I'm excited to yeah. share some of, the, some of the things I've learned and, and, and be able to give your folks some tools to be able to you know, move themselves closer to their goals or what they want to accomplish. Yeah, this is going to be great. And by the way, guys, we just found out that Wally and I grew up in the same state, a couple hours away from each other. We played at each other's high schools, high school sports, the football field, the tennis courts. So we are hometown buddies here. So that's kind of fun. That's fun. Um, all right, Wally, let's get into this today. Let's go straight to it. So our listeners, they do often do business on the phone in English, and they come up against resistance. Right, the sense of resistance. Mm -hmm. Now, what are some things we need to know when we feel this nervousness or this resistance when we're about to get on the phone, whether we're trying to actually sell a product or just sell an idea or convince someone or build a relationship? Okay, great question. So, you know, what I've learned is that there are two types of resistance. Um, one of them is more uh, a resistance as a result of not being comfortable with what to say, how to say it, when to say it meaning we're just not, we're comfortable. I mean, it's got to be tough in a second language, how to articulate wherever, whatever we're going to articulate, whether we're doing it in our native language or otherwise. But those, that type of resistance historically can be overcome with some practice and some support and some training, if that makes any sense. Okay. Okay. But a large part of the resistance is, is due to what I call hidden identities that we've created from some sort of experience we, we had it, it, as a child. And, uh, you know, I, um, I, I took kind of from my own experience, I had kind of a rough childhood. and um, 
you know, there were a lot of things that were traumatic that happened to me that uh, I didn't realize literally until I was in my late 40s impacted a lot of the decisions I make, including, you know, things that were, you know, self-sabotage related, procrastination, um, reluctance of all kinds, sales and otherwise. And so, you know, what I realized is that it, it could be one of a number of things. Either you were, you know, you were physically abused, sexually abused, emotionally abused by somebody, or you were bullied merc- mercilessly by kids in school, or you had a parent that, you know, basically told you, like, let's just say your dad say, you know, Lindsay, you know, nothing good happens to the McMahon family. So, you know, don't don't set your sights too high because you're just going to get disappointed, you know, or, or right. they, they programmed you and said, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're never going to amount to anything. Mm. Or could be just that we made an observation of something, you know, I, right. I, I convinced myself for the longest time that I was poor. I and mean, we had a house, we had cars, we had you know, air conditioning, food. But, you know, all the other, a lot of the other kids, not all, but a lot of the kids at school had Levi's, Timberland boots, nice ski jackets, and yeah. I was wearing, you know, Sears Robux clothes. And so right. I convinced myself that I was poor. And so what happens is, is we plant these seeds at a young age based upon input we've been given by something. And then we end up watering them over yes. time. And, and then we grow these belief systems, but, you know, they're hidden identities. So most people wouldn't look at us and realize that we have this identity of somebody who doesn't want their feelings hurt, who doesn't want to get embarrassed, who doesn't want to be judged, who you know doesn't want to hurt other people's feelings, but they really drive us. And that's really what creates a lot of that reluctance is the, the, um, the lack of willingness or the desire to, to, to not experience any pain as a result of where we don't feel good about ourselves. Okay. Okay. Excellent. So that's a really good explanation. So I just want to stop for a second for our listeners, guys, think about in your life, especially as a child, because most of these ideas get formed when we're kids, right? Cause we yeah. have a very skewed version of the world when we're kids. Was there something that happened to you, even just a simple comment or a message that your parents were giving you where you have brought that into adulthood. And I know this is true for all of us. I know it's true for me, right? I mean, certain interactions with my peers on the playground in school, for some reason at times, I started to think they were better than me. Why? I don't know. It was just my idea. <laughs> and, and we can bring these things into adulthood. So guys, take a minute to think, what were those messages that you received and kind of interpreted in your own way and brought into adulthood? So this is where we're at, Wally. We've got these messages, these hidden identities. What do we have to know about them? Um, may I offer a strategy to help them maybe identify? Yeah, that would be great. Sure. So as I was creating, you know, one of the programs that I use to help people overcome reluctances of all kinds, um, I, I, I did some research and I, and I just Googled, hey, can you talk to your subconscious and some sort of like 2.5 million results came up. So Ooh. I learned that, you know, our subconscious remembers everything that we've ever seen, tasted, smelled, heard, or or felt. And so if you just go ahead and grab, you can grab a five by seven note card and just ask yourself a very simple question. You know, what is the source of my reluctance? Mm, what is the what? source of my self-sabotage? What is the source of my procrastination? Okay. And I suggest you take two of them. You leave one with you all the time and you put one next to your bed. Okay. And um, you will probably find out within less than 24 hours. You'll probably yeah. some people find out in like an hour or two. So, and that helps you put your finger on what you need to to attack to. So okay. that, that's a good strategy. All right. So for our listeners, guys, I mean, Wally, do you think that we should do this right in the moment? Let's imagine our listener in an office getting ready to pick up the phone, have that phone call with the New York office in English. Should they do it kind of in that moment because it's the most salient no, or no, should I, this be on the side at some time should, when we have the time to reflect? It should be at a time when you don't need to be focusing on a whole lot of anything because 
some of it might not be so fun, you know, but mm-hmm. you, know, you can't overcome an enemy or fight a battle against something that you don't know exists. Okay. okay. Right. So I, my recommendation would be that, um, you know, they do this and I'll, I'll, and, and I'll include the five steps they can use, but this is something that you should do of your own accord. I do really recommend doing it before bed because, you know, at night is when our subconscious goes to work to make sense of everything that happened that day. And right. if you ask it, it'll find it for you. I love it. So guys, do that work. Find the source of that resistance. So then what else can we help our here our listeners with, Wally? How do we work through it once we've found it? Well, I, I, you know, there's a five-step process, but let me just I want to say one thing. And if, if everybody sure. gets a chance, they need to go to YouTube and Google, or Google, sorry, go to YouTube and just, you know, search for Will Smith, uh, Fault Versus Responsibility. Oh. It's only about a three and a half minute video, but it really just speaks to um, you know, the focal point of, 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 of what I do. And that's, listen, you know, however you got to where you are is likely not your fault. Okay. We, it's impossible for us in most cases to solve our own problems, especially if they're emotional, psychological, or anything like that. But it is our responsibility to solve the problem once we know that it can be solved. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up, I grew up in an Italian family and everything happened around food, you know, and, right. Um, right. you know, I, I, you know, I was a big guy, I played college football, but you know, I, 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 I've, I've uh, dealt with an eating disorder since I was six. Oh, wow. But, but, you know, I mean, I'm 18 years old now, 19, 20, whatever. I mean, I know that <laughs> overeating is not good for me and that I have a problem. So now it's my responsibility to fix it. So yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is that if you, you know, if you want to get to the point where there's no trepidation and calling somebody for any reason, a sales call, a relationship building call, a first contact to, mm-hmm. um, you know, move the conversation along towards something, anything, you know, you need to know where the resistance exists so you can put it to bed. And so that kind of yeah. leads me to my, okay. my point, which is, I think the true answer to your question is that, you know, it's kind of a five-step process we go through. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so before we go into that, I just want to say, yeah, this really is part of becoming, well, having the dream career you want. You use the term becoming unstoppable. And I would just say in our careers and in our lives, Mm -hmm. speaking any language, speaking English, speaking our first language, Mm -hmm. whatever language it is, it's part of becoming an adult and a successful person in the world is you recognize where that resistance comes from. Maybe it came from some event or multiple events as a kid. And then you take responsibility. You tell yourself you can move past this. You can solve this. Yes, I ma'am. love it. Okay. So Wally, no. now what are the five steps to solve it? What can so we the, do? So the first one is awareness and that that's becoming aware okay. of, of what it is. And, you know, if you've not checked in as to why you have this resistance or this, uh, this need to, you know, sabotage good things or to procrastinate or anything else related to keep whatever's keeping you from moving forward, you know, this, this little note card activity is really going to help you become aware of not just what it is, but what emotions it brings up within you. Yeah. And, um, but you need that because, you know, you need to learn how to tangle with these emotions and not let them take root because it's not the emotions themselves that cause the problem. It's letting the emotions really take root and wreak havoc with, you know, anxiety and depression and panic and all the other things. So okay. I'm aware and that, that, that note card activity is the, is the best for it. Then the second pro- part of the process is, okay, now that I'm aware of what's happening, I've got to go ahead and um, I've got to define and identify exactly what it is. So, you know, what feeling is this? I'm going to identify it. What feeling is this? And then I'm going to define where it comes from. So this is anxiety and where is it coming from? And so you can, your brain will start to connect the dots, you know, and, you know, like, for instance, I, you know, I was sexually abused when I was 10. So, you know, for the longest time I had trouble, you know, being around, you know, people of the opposite sex and, you know, I would get anxious and stuff like that. And so, 
you know, you finally learn, okay, this, this, this anxiety is coming from feeling uncomfortable in a relationship with a woman or something like that. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. the the third part of that, that second step is, is basically becoming mindful or present. Okay. You know, we, we, we experience anxiety when we look towards the future and realize we have no control over it. And we experience depression when we look to the past Mm. and feel like we have no hope now, but if we're present, meaning if we just focus on what's going on right now, you, you, you really can just let it eventually, even after five minutes of doing it, that, that feeling will pass, but it takes practice. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how just to jump in here, it's interesting how we have to become aware in order to become present. If we haven't taken that time, that first step to become aware, we're always going to be nagged by this feeling, right? This resistance, whatever it is coming up in us, then we don't have the space. And now all of a sudden we do have the space to be present. I love that. Yep. And it's never, and I promise you, because I've dealt with a lot of other demons in my life, which I'm, you know, we don't have time to cover right now, but I promise you, if you do not work through this, it is not going away. Okay. Okay. And, and it'll just, it'll just get worse over time, which is the sad thing. Right. Right. So it I, makes me think of that quote. It's kind of a cliche. It's what you resist persists, right? I'm not sure who said it, but it's, it's yeah. so true. Isn't it Wally? Yeah. I think it's Jim Rohn, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So, okay. But good. Anyway, so good, 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 very good point though. So that, that's step two. And then, you know, if I may, I'm just going to plug a couple of resources. Yeah, sure. Go to the mindful movement on YouTube and subscribe. Start mm-hmm. off with a five minute mindful meditation. Listen to the guy, the mindful meditation. They'll guide you through it. It's really just sitting down and focusing on your breathing and teaching your brain how to not let, you know, uh, disempowering negative, hurtful thoughts, and then emotions into your mind and take root. And, and it literally, after, even after doing it for a week, you'll, you'll realize how much more power you have over what happens. So yes, love it. Once we, so once we get to that, step three is starting to reprogram your brain. Okay. And so with thing, you know, affirmations, instead of telling yourself the negative things you've been telling yourself, you tell yourself the positive things, you know, I mean, if you're somebody who is, is a pleaser and needs affirmation and acceptance from other people, then your affirmation may be, listen, I accept myself for who I am. Mm-hmm. And so, I need and I need nobody's approval or something right, like that, right? right. So, we're telling. Mm-hmm. Did you have something you wanted to add? No, I just wanted to ask you with affirmations. Do you think the power comes in speaking them? Is that really is that what's changing the way you think, or is it just thinking them, or what is it in affirmations that actually makes that change in your mind? If you love hearing new voices of interesting guests, and you also love hanging out with Lindsay and Michelle on this podcast four days a week, then hit follow now because you don't want to miss a single episode of All Ears English. And thanks for listening to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, it's funny. It's funny because how we're using the same strategies that got us where we are today to get us out of where we are now. Yeah. So for mm-hmm. our entire life, we may not have been saying it uh, overtly, but every time we say, oh, that was dumb or I'm stupid or I'm an right. idiot or you know, I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid of that. We're just reinforcing whatever that bad stuff is. Yes. You either need to say them or you need to record them and listen to them. Okay. Yeah. You know, at, least, There's a power there. at, least, at least 10 minutes a day. Because what we're doing is, is we're you know, we're, we're reprogramming our brains. So we've got to put lots of positive inputs in there. And so, 
you know, and so, you know, one or two, maybe three affirmations a day. Um, then the mindfulness, you know, a good 10 minutes of mindfulness every day. Um, go find a book that, you know, let's just say you were sexually abused. Go find a book on how to overcome sexual abuse as an adult when you were a child. Let's just say that, um, let's just say that you're, you have a perfection issue. Go find a book on how to overcome perfectionism, you know, mm-hmm. and, and spend mm-hmm. some time, 10, day, 10 minutes or so a day reading the book. Make sure you exercise. Journaling is important, you know, yes. just engaging in those activities on a day over day basis, you know? Um, yeah. And it's self-work, right? Well, I mean, this yeah, gives yeah. us confidence because we value ourselves enough to spend yeah. this time. And that's already giving us a leg up in terms of turning things yeah. around. Yeah, the the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod would probably be the best thing for people to do. You know, the book is about nineteen bucks. Um, he's got a great uh, website on, not probably a great Facebook group on uh, on on Facebook called the Miracle Morning, and you can Google Miracle Morning, and he's got lots of assets there. But it's basically a program that guides you through this this morning activity. But you know, it's an hour a day of taking charge of what's going into your head and putting positive things in there so you can start reprogramming things. Okay. So good. So good. Is there a fifth step or did we get all five of them? Those are three. That's okay. the first three. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So awareness. And then the second step is three parts, which is, um, you know, um, well, it's kind of the second step is, you know, the, you know, defining and identifying and then getting mindful, right? Mm-hmm. Step three is, is, is really reprogramming our brain. Step four is finding out what drives us. So we talked a little bit about Daniel Pink. Yeah, of um, course. So his book Drive, he talks about, you know, what really drives us. And, uh, you know, he basically says there's three things that will continue our motivation. You know, carrot and a stick doesn't work so well because both of those are not lasting motivators. So he says, you know, you got to see, you know, you got to seek autonomy, basically being able to do what you need to do. Not that you don't need anybody else's help, but you can accomplish what you want to accomplish of your own accord. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, mastery, mastering something so that you can scale it as big, wide, and deep as you want. Or in this case, just mastering your mindset or mastering the English language or whatever yep. that allows you to really do what you do at a high level. And lastly, is creating your purpose. And so that's step five is, is really finding out what your true why is. Oh, I love you know, it. A lot of people think, hey, listen, my kids are my why, or you know, this this new car is a why, a house, a million dollars. <laughs> it's like, those aren't whys, those are what's, yeah. you know? Right. And, uh, yeah. Right. And so, you know, so you, your kids are a what, but what's the why? Well, you know, for me, you know, um, you know, not having good relationships with women for most of my life, one of my whys is to be able to teach my children not only just to love themselves and accept themselves for who they are, but that they don't need anybody else to make them feel whole, loved, or worth anything. Yes. And, and that when they meet somebody, they're meeting that person to to improve upon who they are, but not to the and to make a create a great relationship where you can help each other improve, but not to fill a hole or a void in your life. And so, you know, Simon Sinek talks about it and find your why. He's like, you know, the formula for a a good why is first and foremost something that is is driven by a pain you experienced. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, he he basically says he's saying you're going to contribute X so that you can impact Y. I so, love it. I'm contributing to my children with regular conversations and sometimes having the same conversation to the point where I get looked at by my kids like I'm, you know, evil. And then so that I can make sure that, you know, whether I'm here or not, when they make the choice of the person they're going to be with, that it's a good choice and they can have a good, fruitful relationship. Yes. Right. And and, and basically what he says is, is that, you know, you have to be able to tap into some pain and then, you know, use the contribute X so I can impact Y. And it has to be something that you can affect, A-F-F-E-C-T. You can affect the outcome over, right? It's Mm -hmm. not... It's not a thing. It's a, what can I do to make mean, in something? To make a change in the world. So something you can change in the world, something right. that's happening to other people or is happening. Yeah. In that way. I love that. This is so good. Thanks. I mean, it's so clear Thank for you. our listeners, you guys, uh, you, 
if you're facing any kind of resistance in your own English learning, just English learning itself, go back to what was that thing that gave you the wrong impression about yourself, right? That you're not good enough, that you can't do it, that people don't want to talk to you. We work through those pieces first, and then we get to the point of, okay, why are we learning English? There's got to be a bigger why. So good. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, you know, there's discomfort with some of this process, but, you know, it's, you know, it's like, uh, what do you, you know, Jim Rohn said, you, you, you suffer one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Yeah, you're gonna, oh boy. You're, yeah. you're going to suffer one of them, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I would rather suffer the pain of discipline, even though it is painful. Um, Me too. Me you too. Know, yeah, and as much as we say we don't, we do. And I yes. think, you know, I think it's one of these things where, you know, we, we, you know, we have to, we have to realize that, you know, how we got here is not our fault, but that we absolutely 100% need to take responsibility for what's going to happen going forward. And, you know, I, you know, I, I mean, I've, you know, I've gone through a truckload of my life and, but, you know, you can, you can go to bed every night and say, I want to be thinner tomorrow, please help me. But if you don't eat right and exercise, you're not going to be any thinner. If you don't change your mindset around it, you're not going to be thinner. So exactly. you, know, you, you can say, I want to become fluent in, in the English language, but if you don't, you know, get through whatever the clutter is that's keeping you from studying and learning and practicing and, you know, whatever. Yes. It's never going to change. I love that. And if you look guys at all the people who have really become successful in the world, whether they've become fluent in English, whether they've become, you know, well-written authors, whatever it is, they've worked through this stuff too, right? There's no way around it. (laughs) We have to work through this resistance first, this sense of uh, what's these hidden identities, as you call it, Wally, to Mm -hmm. get to that purpose. This is awesome. This any final message about working through this for our listeners today? Um, I think you really have to get to the point and, and, you know, Tony Robbins talks about needing the leverage. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks about, you're going to move something heavy and you leverage, you get a fulcrum, you get a long board right. and, you put under and you put the weight at the total other opposite end. So you can get the leverage to lift it. Yeah. Like you've got, you've got to get enough leverage. And I think that's where the pain comes in, you know, of, okay. of like, you know, I've never, like, you know, there's people like, um, trying to think here, uh, you know, there's some six like you know Ed Milet or Tony Robbins or Brian Tracy or yeah. Les Brown. Anybody, you know, if you look at their lives, part of what's driven them is that they don't ever want to experience the pain they experience at some point in their life, and so they yeah. are never, ever, ever going to go back to that ever. Okay, okay. And they let that be the the you know the the the, the fulcrum or the leverage they need to then get through the process and say you know the pain of discipline is much better than the pain of regret. Yeah. So kind of they, they're not afraid of those emotions. They can relive those emotions, but in a way that it serves getting away from that hidden identity, right? And you've got to attack it. You, I mean, you just have to go and get it. And that's why the awareness piece is so important because it tells you where to focus your energy. So good. Here's the good news. I mean, I, you know, I, I help people and I'm not selling anything here, but my, my experience has been that, you know, if you do this and you do it right, 45 days, I've had people do it in less time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, it's not a, you know, it's not something if you work at it hard enough, that's going to take a ridiculous amount of time. And really you'll start feeling better within two weeks. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. So guys, I want to encourage you to go back, listen to today's episode again. This is a lot of gold right here. I mean, this really is the truth. This is how we become successful in the world is by working through these identities that our, our, our brains somehow landed us there and we've carried this baggage along our whole lives. Mm-hmm. So work through it and then you will be able to get to that point where you have that dream life, that successful life that you really want being who you are. Wally, could you show us where we could find you online and what you're up to? Sure. Uh, can I give you two places? Is that okay? Okay, go for it. <laughs> so, you know, the, the first place would be to go to, you know, 
HTTPS, you know, forward slash colon, colon, whatever, uh, uh, um, phone sales secrets.com. Okay. And so what do you do over there? Do you work with executives, with professionals on improving their skills on the phone? So basically, um, I, I, I have a, um, a free course that they can get when they go there, which kind of takes, goes through the five steps that we just went through mm-hmm. in a little bit more detail. And, um, and then it really helps them get a much deeper look at what they need to do. But then it also allows you to join my Facebook group. Okay. Which, um, is really, you know, one of those groups that, um, where I provide a lot of content. I have, you know, I have interviews with, um, uh, you know, sales experts with people who've overcome, you know, all kinds of problems themselves with, for, with people who, you know, um, how can I explain this, uh, help other people overcome challenges and stuff like that. Okay. And, um, you know, if they go to that, if they go to that group or that link, if you will, um, you know, they can go ahead and join my group. It's no cost. And I put out, you know, a ridiculous amount of content. I have, you know, um, you can see my life story there. And every week I put out a menu of what I'm going to cover who my guests are, you know, testimonials and all kinds of other stuff that you can use to get some, some, uh, some information on how to, you know, really work on this yourself, you know? So I love it. I love it. So all free, all free resources. All right. I love it. Uh, anything else you want to say to our listeners before we finish up today? You know, um, there's a book called the, the, uh, the five biggest, uh, regrets of the dying. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know if anybody's ever read it before. It's by, uh, Bonnie Ware. She's, uh, she was a hospice nurse in England. Okay. Yeah. And I've heard of lists, this. Yeah. She lists the five biggest regrets that people have. And the number one is, is I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life others expected. Oh boy. That is so yeah. poignant guys. Bonnie, check out right? that book. Who, yeah. right, who wrote it again? Bonnie Ware. Okay. Bonnie. But Ware. It, you know, the, the number one regret is I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life others expected of me. And, and, you know, and part of that expected of me is letting other people's opinions or their feelings about us or whatnot, you know, influence how we're going to go ahead and, uh, um, you know, run our lives. You know, I love it. I you know, love it. Being a pleaser or whatever. So I think that's really important. All right. Awesome. This has been so good, guys. I encourage you to go check out those resources. This is so, so important. I'm glad we were able to have you on the show today, Wally. Thank you for coming, sharing your experience and your expertise and your advice and good luck with everything. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And good luck to all your folks. And, uh, you know, I, I love what you're doing for people and, uh, you know, it sounds like they've got a great leader in you for sure. All right. Thank you so much, Wally. Have a good one. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.